extended clip, you're on the air. Hey, guys, it's Ryan. Hey, hey. what's up, Ryan? Wait, which Ryan is this? Ryan from email, from Discord. Ooh, wow. A killer in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Got the Lakers game on here. Hell yeah. We don't have it on in studio uh, because we don't want to get distracted, but uh, what's uh, what's the what's the early score right now? Are we still in the first quarter? Uh, dude, yeah, still in the first quarter. They just want the commercial. Lakers are up. Oh, what do we got uh, on the commercial feed right now? Lava for LeBron. Go ahead. What do we got on the commercial feed right now? Applebee's? No, dude. We have another Chris Paul State Farm where you <laughs> oh can see God. on Carlton's head, you can see the bald cap sticking off because they didn't <laughs> you know use like the right adhesive or whatever <laughs> all right well ryan we still have to review the film for our podcast uh we're gonna we're gonna start taking calls in like half an hour or so maybe 20 minutes but if you want to call back feel free all right guys all right thank yeah. you so much what a way to start it off <laughs> extended clip after hours episode three getting a call right as we hit play on the recorder yeah you know, that was a nice friendly conversation warming ourselves up but if if you've seen the movie talk radio other callers will not be handled so nicely <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got to say about that yeah taking the gloves off for the rest so uh our our film today is talk radio the oliver stone film from uh, 1988 and it's it's based on a stage play by its star eric bogosian based on true events and uh, this is also something i wanted to get into because this is a filmmaker i've never seen a film before of that's not how i wanted to phrase it <laughs> Never seen an Oliver Stone film before this. Who wanted to bring a new segment to the podcast? Everybody must get stoned. <laughs> uh, this is our first segment of it, technically, even coming on the bonus feed. But uh, I, I loved this movie. What about you guys? No, I like this a lot too, and um, I feel like this is an interesting um, introduction to Oliver Stone because I, I consider myself an Oliver Stone fan and I've seen a handful of his movies. But I feel like Stone is much more kind of like controlled and kind of not kind of a scaled back. And maybe it's kind of a you know kind of the radio room that he ties himself to that yeah. allows him to do that. But I I was really impressed, and it was a really good collaboration between just Bogosian and Stone, just you know working this movie out. What about you, JT? Um, I think I'm looking here. This is my third Stone flick. I'm like the two that I've seen. I'm not really hot on Wall Street and World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but like I don't know. He's a guy where like. In, like, concept, I'm excited by a lot of his movies. Yeah. When I was, like, a young little nerd, I watched uh, part of his Untold History of the United States series that was on, like, uh, Showtime. Yeah. And it is, like, him going into, like, I, I mean, I think from, like, recollections of myself as, like, a high schooler, uh, like, more leftist sort of readings and, like, anti-American imperialism. Yeah. So he seems like, I don't know. It's I, like coked out monster energy hypernormalization, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I've always considered like Stone, like, you know, kind of a growing up through cinephilia, right? Um, I always paired Oliver Stone and Spike Lee in my head because they were both very politically explicit filmmakers who relied heavily on style and like sometimes that, uh, you know, they'd over rely on style, according to some people. And, uh, you know, it's something like Natural Born Killers, right? I mean, that's overwhelmingly stylized, maybe in, almost to a fault. Um, but, you know, this this kind of feels, you know, m maybe more scaled back. It feels like a really good 
collaboration with uh, Robert Richardson, the mm-hmm. cinematographer. Oh, he kills it on yes. this. Yeah. It's yeah. like very much leading up to the work he would do for Tarantino. I feel like it's definitely in a similar vein. And, you know, I think Tarantino and Stone, they have that connection through Natural Born Killers, of course. But uh, I feel like those are filmmakers who are kind of paired together uh, for similar reasons. And I feel like Richardson works as a good link there. Mm-hmm. This film is about Eric Bogosian playing uh, Barry Champlain. What a great stage name. Uh, I can't wait to figure out my new stage name that sounds less ethnic. Uh, <laughs> that not, not that I have the least ethnic name on the pod. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, J.T. White is definitely the least ethnic <laughs> yeah, name no, on the pod. It sounds like a name you would write if you're like mailing in a bomb. <laughs> Malcolm Bomb sounds like ethnic, but not in like a, a cool way. Yeah. <laughs> like technically, yes, German is an ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I've what kind of? <laughs> oh no, that chair that chair has been falling okay. apart for the last couple of weeks. But did the leg fall off? No, no legs. No editing off. this week because we're going live radio <laughs> style, baby. I'm I'm um, breaking chairs like shallow Hal <laughs> <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> so, uh, it, Barry Champlain he runs this talk radio show uh, out of Dallas, Texas. And he is very provocative. He allows very rambunctious people over the airwaves, people that espouse uh, viewpoints you might call dangerous. Uh, standards and practices were different back then. So it's funny because now you can technically say more on the radio, like there's more sexually promiscuous content and stuff. But back then you could say words that are now slurs on the radio, which <laughs> is kind of insane uh, what gets by in some of this. But it's true you know that's how it used to be in the wild west Mm. days of radio (laughs) yeah and this is truly the wild west i mean segments where you know bogosian is in you know studio mode doing the doing the show you're getting all different types of calls you're getting death threats you're getting you know just well-meaning racists just you know you're getting uh uh, no, break down what you mean by well-meaning. Well, there's racists. there's this one call that I I found particularly funny where it's the like, anti-Zionism one. Yeah, the anti-Zionism one. That one is one. great. It it is great because that is like, like just looking up old Stern or Cumia clips. This is like something that just probably happened verbatim. But yeah. Like, a very reasonable sounding racist saying, you know, it's just, you know, you know, Jews are Zionists, you know, and Nazis are Nazis, you know, it's like we both have our opinions. And, you know, maybe if you read the Turner Diaries, maybe you could further understand now. And then Bogosian's like, oh, yeah. And then the gays suck. You know, that's what you think, right? He's like, no, no, no. You know, don't, <laughs> don't don't put me with that. Just, you know, look into it. I know? love Bogosian's dedication, too, because he knows how much hateful, uh, like, vitriol he's going to get over the air so it's clear that he's done research and read these white supremacist books and like (laughs) he knows them inside he knows these people's arguments better than they do which makes him a god you know and like (laughs) i know that it's corny to want the whole like open debate of each side and i i get why you would hate that nowadays like obviously the last five or six years of media especially um but i think this it makes a good case for just like a guy who doesn't clearly put his views out on the line, just bouncing off people from all over the spectrum, politically, ideologically, et cetera. Well, I mean, it's like uh, talk radio in like the early forms like this, like sort of stuff, stuff like Stern, I feel like is kind of like a weird, disgusting melting pot for like people just, I don't know, the cr- like everyone has like weird, crazy opinions about things and it's just they're mouthing off together. Mm-hmm. It's like the origin 
origin of like 4chan ultimately yeah. because it's like just an anon board. Yeah, they just pop in anonymously, say some racist shit. I don't know. Some people on call in just to be nice, like yeah, talk yeah. about like their yeah, day. And you have regular callers who aren't anonymous, you know, on 4chan to continue this analog <laughs> uh, analogy, the trip Fs uh, on 4chan who use their, you know, codes to re- reveal their anonymity uh, or to erase their anonymity. Rather, you know, you have people who call in radio shows regularly and say quite a bit about their personal life to identify them and wouldn't be me but i find that also to be very fascinating you know giving part of your life over to this show the way people now give parts of their lives over to the internet you know yeah and uh it, it attracts a lot of people on the fringes too you know you, like uh stoner children disabled people you know just ordinary racists or just kind of like local Texans that seem just to listen to the show because they work at a shop somewhere or yeah. something like that. And uh, I think his relationship with the fan base is really interesting because um, it especially shows when they bring the, you know, the stoner teen, you know, the the, the waterhead, I'd like to call him, um, into the studio. I don't even think he's a stoner. <laughs> he seems like he was cracked out oh, and yeah, like drunk. drunk. But he, he could just be a st- He has like a stoner voice. Yeah. But his affect is like. Yeah. Diff- yeah. True. I guess, yeah, just a, a drug head. And um and like he's he's he enjoys the show so much and Bogosian is almost just hurt by this because he's like is this my <laughs> audience do people not take me this seriously is yeah. you know am I just entertainment for people is this what I'm putting myself you know out on the line every night for and it's like yeah it's it is it is <laughs> yeah and look if if that's our audience I don't mind they're still listening to the show yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I mean you have to figure it you know radio fans you know come to, you know, in any any uh, you know fort or storm, or sort or form, um, sure. You know, they come at the at the fringes. You yeah. know what I mean? That was a ri- that it, it took me it took a lot for me to say the <laughs> sentence in the last one too. I think Stone Stone does such a great job of bringing this like very. I mean, it's a it's a stage play about an audio medium, and he's able to make it cinematic so well. Uh, the way that he shoots the studio in the beginning as you get, you know, uh, uh, Bogosian's walk-up music and, like, kind of his theme music is bad to the bone, which is hilarious. But as that's playing, you get all these insert shots, all these close-ups on, like, the gadgets and gizmos of a radio studio, you know? And it's a very lived-in environment because you you get these introductory shots and then it doesn't get boring. It just, like, keeps exploring uh, all the different angles and all the ways that he can fade in and out reflections off of a, a window uh, partition, a glass partition in the studio. You know, he does some incredible split diopter shots where on the left side, you'll have an extreme close up of Bogosian's mouth and the microphone. And then on the right side, you have the producer and the station owner and the corporate guy who's interested in syndicating Bogosian's show. all watching him over uh, in like a, in like a medium shot, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's just constantly finding new ways around the set, always being visually interesting and interesting in terms of uh, the the sound collage kind of too. you know, fading the radio show uh, that's playing over the loudspeakers and then his own headphones, what's going on and then the actual room tone. Uh, it's like in terms of the craft of cinema, this is a well-oiled machine. And I feel like formally, like it works really well with like representing like the medium of like radio. Mm-hmm. Like it really it meshes together so well because like while they're having like they may break from uh, like him taking calls to just like have a little conversation, but like all throughout that you're hearing like in the sound just like the commercial audio or like the songs playing in the background yeah. and just like the pacing as well just gets this like fever pitch of like 
with like shows like this where you're just like you don't know what's going to happen like beat to beat i mean obviously you're riffing you're trying to get out like ideas like good bits um you don't know what's going to happen next and the way it shows like the transition from like tonally like it goes from that like very intense like rapist caller to like they take like a beat and then like he just has to start riffing yeah. again. <laughs> the dead silence is given so much weight because it really isn't radio. You know, if you're listening intently to a radio show and it goes silent, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> Great trip. <laughs> <laughs> really no, but really, it's like I've caught myself doing that on poorly made podcasts where they leave in too much dead air where I'm like, I have to check my app, make sure it's still playing, you know. And uh, but true artists of the medium can use that silence, that emptiness as space. You know, great broadcasters can take great, you know, pregnant pauses as Bogosian does in this. He he has to really take a second to relax and he gets the producer in the ear saying, you know, this dead air, dead air. And he's just like. I don't give a shit. Like he just he knows that the listeners need to decompress just like he does. It's like uh cutting from an intense, you know, uh dialogue, uh like an argument in a movie to outside, just a nice landscape shot where you then cool off from what you just witnessed, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like the in relationship to the whole dead air stuff, that's why radio is like a great like a dumb guy medium. Mm-hmm. Because it's you just have to you just for most of it, I mean, aside from when you're like playing with silence, like you just you're spitting shit like yeah. constantly out of your mouth. It's like it's not none of it's going to be smart. You're just going for it. Yeah. Like and uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I love how Bogosian as a radio host constantly has to, you know, contradict himself or, you know, he wants to trigger the libs. He wants to trigger the well-meaning fans. He really just wants to, you know, fill time, fill the air, like you said. And he knows that's. Um, his job and you know that kind of you know hurts him in the end is kind of like non-belief in anything and it's really felt towards the end very you know stylistically too you guys were talking about the style of the movie I mean it's they really do milk everything out of that set and mm-hmm. you know and more I mean a couple moments that I like I like when it, it just did the simple like cut to the red light bulb audio equipment and then like that weird slow-mo shot of him lighting up a, a cigarette oh I love that that yeah. You just, you know, it's it's an obvious cue. It's like you know that the next call is going to be a dramatic scene into itself, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stone's use of, like, what are the key objects in the room and how can I make close-ups of them look as cool as possible? Uh, yeah. He's fucking great at that. Like, I'm very much looking forward to looking to some other Oliver Stone films. I, I know that a lot of them are uh, very long and a lot of people don't like some of them, but... I'm ready to get stoned. No, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot like Stone can be divisive even for the people who like him. You know, people kind of recognize his flaws. And he's he's one of those filmmakers where I feel like the flaws have to be there or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's definitely part of him yeah. and whatnot. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it away for the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, you bringing up the flaws, uh, in terms of us as broadcasters, obviously we're going to really appreciate in talk radio that there is like an admiration for the craft. It depicts the form well. But I think like some of the most fascinating parts of it to me are how he like Stone will get into like the negative repercussions of this. Like that it's like there's a line whether it's like trying to discern whether someone is being serious mm-hmm. or just joking in a call. It's like what is the right way to handle all of this? Like it is just like fucking business. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. just you're pumping and dumping this content 
just to like make a buck. Yeah. Yeah. How do how do I look cool giving off this opinion? <laughs> you know? And I love how good of a bullshitter Bogosian's character is too. Like he can weave a tail, spin a yarn, if you will, just like none other, you know, like I the the beginning of it, you know, you you think, or at least I thought the movie was mainly gonna be about him going national because you get that in the beginning, the the suit that's gonna come in and syndicate his show. Uh, luckily it's a more intense film than about a guy going national from a city radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he does such a great job at bullshitting to his crowd about the announcement when he hears about it, you know. He doesn't even respond. He just goes back to Mike and just tells the audience that he just got off the phone with the CEO of the <laughs> It's like the the DJ Khaled classic Instagram <laughs> post, you know, just got off the CEO of iTunes. He's going to install the powerful servers. <laughs> Uh, it's just like that ability to bullshit is obviously so necessary to be a broadcaster, you know, and uh, that he can work with anything. And he, he yells at his call screener a lot uh, who, you know, puts the rock and roll in uh, queuing up tapes of in, of commercials and uh, radio bumpers. But that's also just like the admiration of that guy's job is so clear in Stone's style. He shows all these close ups of him smashing the buttons like a cool guy and popping <laughs> in the tape deck and doing the call screening and i love that the uh the system that they screen calls with it's that like old crt monitor where you see the person's name and like a quick summary of what they're calling about and i don't know i'm just in love with it it's for the love of the game for me you yeah know? <laughs> i mean how could you not be an analog fetish yeah. fetishist looking at that all that all that gear meanwhile this we just got this task cam usb bullshit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need a professional console yeah. as he says uh, yeah, and I think like the uh, the anxiety of the film ramps up as it goes. Anxiety is one thing I wanted to bring up also through the uh, the Judaism of this film. Now, Bogosian <laughs> himself, not a Jew, played Jewish in a couple of big movies, Uncut Gems, one of them, uh, this one as well, and he gets a lot of neo Nazis, you know, on the phone. That's his main source of uh, anxiety. Here is. <clears throat> these right-wing freaks who are threatening his life calling him jew boy whatever and it's like it's this thing where you can tell he's been dealing with it his whole career and he doesn't give a shit you know Mm -hmm. but it still gets to him like he changed his name he used to have a more uh, what was his name before goldman or something like that yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. barry (laughs) goldman which is i feel like another movie character name that i can't remember what it is but uh he might be thinking a producer yeah true (laughs) jeez (laughs) Now I got to edit. <laughs> no, I'm not editing. That's for the fans. Uh, but no, I, th- I think the Jewish aspect of this is felt. It's it's a weird thing where uh, it's like very stereotypical to talk about Jewish comedy and being, you know, the outcast, even though a lot of them are Jewish and they have this little community kind of and uh, the the solidarity between those Jewish performers and their their shared anxieties and outlooks on the world. Uh, and, you know, obviously the shared trauma that bonds all of them together. And I think that uh, to get into that any deeper, probably pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, just not going to get well, into it. Just going to say it's a very Jewish movie. Watch it for that reason. If that's something that you are tuned in with, you know. Well, you're talking about like a support system or, you know, people, you know, finding, uh, you know, uh, people. Of, um, you know, you say. <laughs> I can't talk right now. But like no, he's, he's, uh, he's out. Uh, we're he's, walking on thin ice here. He's, <laughs> he's, he's out on an island. He has no support group. Too, yeah, is basically, and I think that's what makes it 
so intense is like how, how the decisions he's making you know yeah trying to you know uh, upset the censors and stuff like that really gets him in, into trouble right and you talk about the free speech debate right and it ends with a uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, free speech does have consequences <laughs> um, type ending with yeah. a, a local yokel shooting him to death in a parking lot. Yeah. And uh, so we get a flashback around 30 minutes into and it's like an origin story and he has this great Howard Stern like hair. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, after we go back and find out about how his relationship fell apart and the relationship stuff in this, it works. There's one really great scene where his ex-wife calls the show as she used to when they were together in character and it's a real roller coaster of a call from them having this tension to him just screaming at her <laughs> uh but yeah i would i would say if there's a weak spot in the film it is his romantic uh affiliations but also it, it just plays into the thing of how much of this guy's life is doing that show you know yeah i mean it's like it gets into like really interesting and weird territory that like i feel like radio or at least from like the show host perspective uh, predates like the bitter detached irony of being like extremely online because it's like if you're running like a show like I don't know every fucking night or however often yeah. and just pulling from your own life it's like obviously there's that interplay with like persona and real life but like with Bogosian's character you can clearly see it's like left him like stranded and alone and abandoned where it's like you don't know what he actually like I mean he like believes generally nice things about like not being like sexist or racist at like I don't know that comes up throughout most of the discussions yeah. with racist he tries to be an ally yeah yeah but but man some of these people <laughs> <laughs> but i mean he slips up a few times he definitely veers into some misogyny and bashing on old people and uh ageism anti- yeah a- ageism both ways too just always bashing on the youth too and mm-hmm. i i do like that that's what the city's boiled down to is like young degenerates middle-aged or just like no- i guess normal adult aged uh racists and neo-nazis and just like old geezers who can't figure <laughs> anything out no you know uh watching this movie it kind of reminded me of the downfall of anthony cumia you know and it's just a, a couple steps removed because you know you see him uh, you know you get you keep getting these nazi calls day in and day out and you know eventually that just becomes your fan base because you know yeah. you're having them on, on air so much it's the only place where they could come and you know get their views off and Maybe he falls into that. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a talk radio, too. But. So I think at this point, what we want to do is open up the phone lines. Uh, you heard someone get in early. <laughs> See, that's what you get. If you get on the Extended Club Discord, which if you're in the Patreon, I'm guessing you're in the Discord, but for like the five or six of you who aren't, <laughs> uh, you know, you get some early insight, such as the phone number. Uh, but we're going to open up the phones now. Open phone Thursday. No topic. What do you know? Here's our first second caller. Extended clip, you are on the air caller. Hello, extended clip. Hey, who's this? Uh, Felix from the Discord. Hey, Felix Dembinski from the Discord. Now, our, our listeners will know him from the Discord. <laughs> How you doing tonight, man? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. Thank you. And anything you wanted to call in, say anything in particular? Um, how did you find talk radio? 
talk radio well we just rev- we just did a nice review of it but yeah we we loved it you know it's like uh you, you know we're all pod heads ourselves so you know, we see ourselves and uh for the love of the game we had to give it the four bullet rating you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely a podcaster's film you know you, you might have to be a podcaster to appreciate it who knows <laughs> felix i i know i've seen you in other podcast discords uh do you have any podcasts you want to shout out to the listeners who are maybe looking to branch out their feed from just extended clip uh important in the clubs a pretty good one shout out very varied comments and uh, subjects and stuff um What's another one? Only the good, only the best for Laura Jacobis, which is uh, New York comedians being brought on to discuss the, the top 250 BFI list that came out in 2012. Oh, I think wow. it's quite a fun one because most of them are coming on expecting to talk about, I don't know, like Bell uh, Be Blood or Alien or some, you know, some sort of cons- like, you know, established sort of mainstream known sort of film that is very good but they're coming on and having to talk about the devil probably or uh, <laughs> Lays to Cilia or something like that yeah I'm gonna, is, uh, it's fun to see people I'm, yes i'm gonna have to definitely look up them oh sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah no i'm definitely gonna have to oh, look into that one that. <laughs> Damn, Eddie, dude, Eddie, no professionalism. <laughs> absolutely killing it on the I, timing here. I got something asked, uh, Felix. Is, is there anything that's just been bothering you lately that you just want to get off your chest? Something that's been really irking you, just about society, you know, just anything like that. Um, how's the DMC going? Not uh, focused on that recently. Wait, did you say you were the DMT guy? No, the DNC. The oh, DNC. Oh. oh, yeah, these fucking liberals. Yeah, yeah no, they really I, piss you, me off. DNC, it's more like DMT because that's what you got to be smoking to watch some yeah. of that stuff. More like uh, did not catch. <laughs> yeah. Did not catch the did DNC. Not catch. Um, did not catch. You know, if <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got hung up on. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's another call. Oh, okay. okay, Felix, we're going to dump you. Thank you so much for calling, buddy. Uh, All right, great. Extended clip, you are on the air. Hello again. This is Ryan. Hey, Ryan Swen, our very first guest. Long time, no talk. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well. Also, your first uh, call-in person on the, uh, the episode you did like a year ago or whatever. We just talked about that before recording, and I just avoided <laughs> the mistake I made because, okay, so for those who weren't around a year ago, let me set the scene, we were we were recording a uh, an episode about the state of cinema, and we had the phones open, and uh, one of two people to call in in the entire hour was Ryan Swen, and we had a great little conversation, <laughs> got another phone call coming in, accidentally hung up on both of them. Uh, and that was the end of the phone call taking segment of extended clip. Uh, yes, exactly. Ryan, uh, what's yeah. what's really pissing you off? What's on your mind today? I we're like, I don't know, we're pivoting. What's getting your goat? Yeah, just let it all out. What do you want to talk about? Oh, I we're we're. I, I don't know if you want to get super Let's current, super political. Fucking lay it on us, are, man! Come on, it. go out, go for it. Uh, there are quite a lot of uh, rats and fools and incompetents and <laughs> uh, idiots 
both in power and vying for power. So that's a basically the state of everything is uh, is being ruled by these ghouls. So. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Felix, who's just on the line, was talking about a lot of these clowns at the DNC. Oh boy, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> Oh boy, more like a DMT because that's what you. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat jokes for different callers, yeah, but uh... I don't think Joe Rogan would be allowed at the DM uh, the DNC. The D- yeah, he would. Oh, that's actually that's 2024. Dude. That's, that's someone like... I would actually like to see. I've like pivoted as being a guy who like really didn't like Joe Rogan to I see his place. He's useful. Yeah, like a lot of I don't know. It's he's not that bad. What about you, Ryan? <laughs> What's your experience with the Joe I, I, Rogan I don't really experience? Have a, I, don't, I don't really have an opinion on it. I've seen, I've seen him a few times. I've seen a few of his videos where he's, uh, uh, you know, going from the from the Native American experience to uh, the the experience of the Navi and Avatar. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. That was pretty funny. That's a great one. I like how obsessed he is with Norm MacDonald. He's like a 13-year-old Redditor about Norm MacDonald. It's really... Because, I mean, we all are big fans of him, too, but... Uh, uh, I, there's a there's a video of like a compilation of Joe Rogan on his podcast just talking about how fucked up and random Norm Macdonald is, <laughs> and it's pretty great. Um, now Ryan, for for our for our listeners who aren't aware, and I don't know how you wouldn't be, uh, for our listeners who aren't aware, Ryan is well in the Discord. He's Swen, and on Twitter he's mm-hmm. Swen underscore Ryan, and he does a podcast called catalyst and witness about the history of the new york film festival uh ryan how how are things in Podland going oh they're good i put up uh, the first festival dispatch for the 2020 festival um in between sort of getting ready to prepare for the next uh next main episode mm-hmm. uh, i have no clue when that'll uh, be coming up but uh it's definitely in the works nice nice uh, so are, they're doing a virtual festival over there, right? Yeah, partly virtual, partly uh, in person. A lot of uh, drive-in screening, some outdoor sort of walk-up screenings as well. So definitely looking very exciting, and the the, the programming so far looks incredible. So I'm yeah. very excited to see how it turns out. You know, one question I have with a uh, drive-in cinema is like, doesn't that kill your car battery? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. I can't. I can't speak for that. Okay, uh, we are getting another call right now, Ryan. So we're gonna say goodbye. Thank you so much for calling, right. and we'll talk to you soon. Extended clip. You are on the air. Oh my God! Is, is this is the offices of the Extended Clip Podcast? Yes, it is. Who may I ask is calling? Hi, uh, this is uh, Jetty from Twitter. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! One of the uh, upper crust friends of the pod. Not to not to, not to <laughs> put anyone yeah. else down. Fuck all of the other callers we've had tonight, <laughs> Jetty. What the fuck is up? <laughs> I'm glad to hear that I am held in such high esteem by the boys at the pod. Well, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about tonight? Yeah, I, I haven't watched many movies lately, but I just earlier tonight finished a rewatch of the John Carpenter classic banger in the Mouth of Madness. Oh, my I God. I wanted to hear your takes on that film. 
I, I love In the Mouth of Madness. That is like, for my uh, experience so far, the scariest John Carpenter mm-hmm. movie. I don't, I don't think it's my favorite or anything, but it's the one that freaks me out the most. The shot of him uh, on like the bicycle, you yeah. know, you get that shot a couple times of him <laughs> riding by on the bicycle is one of the scariest shots in his filmography. And obviously the film eating itself as he goes to watch uh, the Mo- In the Mouth of Madness at the end, very much like the end of Jerry Lewis's final film where he goes to see Smurgisborg. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's what else can you ask for? Yeah, you know what? They wouldn't remake that movie nowadays. No one, no one reads. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Another call already. Okay, no, no, no. We need to we need to stay on the line with Jetty. They'll call back. Uh, what about you, yeah. JT? Have you seen uh, it? Yeah, I've seen it. I really <laughs> dig it. I like. I would say, um, probably also one of my like the scariest carpenters. I feel like the idea of just like fucking losing it, going insane. I think that's one of the only like an actually scary thing. Like yeah. just like I don't know that process. Yeah, for yeah. sure. What did you take anything away from it new this time, Jetty? I think there's there, especially in in the current times. I, I took a lot of the world is going to shit, and there is nothing you can do about it. And uh, every time you try to fight it, it only gets worse. Mm-hmm. Damn, uh, that's it, true. It's truer than ever these days. Yeah, yeah. But the the thing it, about that movie is that like the the one escape from like usually the caveat to that because you know me, I'm an optimistic guy. I, I don't know what people will say about <laughs> me course. being like a grumpy person on Twitter or anything like yeah. that. Very optimistic. <laughs> Uh, very positive, positive energy. Uh, but I, I always kind of read those kind of stories with the caveat of, well, at least we have stuff like movies and, you know, uh, mm. the the little pleasures to entertain ourselves. But that movie also says, no, that is what's making you crazy and the world terrible. Yeah, I think I think Carpenter, yeah. he said he just wanted to, like, smoke weed, play 2K, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So I think maybe he's, that's kind of like his anti-movie movie his inland empire or something like that just you know statements just like get away from the movies man you know go to go to a covid party or something like that <laughs> uh Je- jetty do <laughs> you right. do you play any nba 2k i, I do not that's uh, not my game of choice what, what are you uh, gaming on lately John carpenter uh i've been playing final fantasy nine nice. uh, like an adult does uh it's pretty great Nice. Uh, I mean, it's not like sports like UK, games are adult. <laughs> That's actually very mature, yeah. very M plus to play a sports game. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> there's adults uh, in it. You can play with your, your virtual basketballs. I'll be hanging out with a small monkey boy uh, and a big old night man. <laughs> All right. Enjoying myself. All right, Jetty, we're going to go on to the next call. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, of course. Have a good pod, boys. You too. Or have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Extended clip, you are on the pod. What's up? Who's this? This is Valerie. Oh, Valerie, what's up? Not much. How about you? Uh, Not much. We're doing the podcast. Yeah, Valerie, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about tonight? What do you want to let out there in the air? What's getting your goat? Game my goat. What is game my goat tonight? Um, main thing, game my goat, I was watching this. Uh, Batman documentary about like the history of like the creator and all of a sudden fucking Kevin Smith just shows up <laughs> god you can't un- outrun the Kev man yeah you, yeah he's gonna be mm-hmm. there <laughs> I, I, I need to start stealing uh, outfits from his wardrobe I mean I love the IMDB hockey jersey that's one of the most <laughs> iconic film fits ever I mean fuck a woman 
filmmaker. <laughs> 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 That's not where we needed to go. <laughs> no, it's talk radio. Come on, we gotta fucking and say I whatever. Edit. I can't edit now that we have witnesses on the phone. I'm repping IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes from now on. Yeah, no, Kevin Smith's got the fit fits, man. My my friend used to work at coffee being in Studio City and Kevin Smith used to come in and get a medium cup of milk every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's very juvenile uh, 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 <laughs> Sipping on milk in public like that, that was like him at his Orson Welles 1980 <laughs> Like right before he had the heart attack And went vegan and got skinny <laughs> That's true he's skinny now That's kind of a disappointment Well yeah he's slim thick now True yeah he's still like he's He's been fat enough to where it's never gonna Be the same <laughs> Anything else now, going on with you Oh go ahead sorry Now he's just blazers and t-shirt guy exactly <laughs> what else is going on valerie uh not much just getting drunk on a thursday night hell yeah turn up uh two of us are doing that too i am not yeah drink bottles drinking some wine while podcasting oh no what's that sound it sounds like <laughs> the next guest of our podcast my mother has gotten home <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is this is a lot of fun. I love talk radio. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. great. We should take callers more often. I know we can't go live because like I don't know how to do that. But <laughs> but it is kind of cool to have a uh, pre-recorded talk radio. But uh, you know, Valerie, we we've gotten a few calls and denied them while you've been on the air because we don't have a call screener. But we're gonna put you down right now. Thank you so much for calling okay. in. Talk to you soon. Have a good night. You're welcome. See ya. Bye. Extended clip, you're on the pod. Who's this? Yo, what's up? It's the infamous uh, Trillmore Girls. Oh, shit. Uh -oh. What up, Nathan? Now, in the house. We've been doing these intros. I'm trying to get on my professional broadcast game. For those of you who don't know Nathan, and I'm sure that you all do, he's the host of Hotbox the Cinema, the host of Cinematary, at Trillmore Girls on Twitter at Trillmore Girls on Letterboxd, probably? Uh, it's Nathan Possibly. Smith. What's actually, up, <laughs> Actually, my, uh, my Letterboxd username is still a relic from a former former Twitter handle, Life With No Pants. I do remember that. Handle, nice. like, high school, early in college, and I never changed it on Letterboxd for whatever reason, so it's just... I, I mean, you can just find me. I think I'm the biggest Nathan Smith on Letterboxd. Hell yeah. You know. Yeah, I hate to do a quick ego check, but I did find myself on Letterboxd by yeah. just typing in Eddie the other day, and I was like, you yeah. know what? Feels good. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Malcolm, you just type in Malcolm, I'm there. Yeah, that's, yeah, you that's know, true. Whether I'm popular or, <laughs> popular or not. Um, now you know, that we're done stroking our Letterboxd <laughs> accounts. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about old handles, because I remember one of my first Twitter handles being... Uh, Trill Hugs <laughs> Back in uh, like 2012 Or something like that For a long time I remember Malcolm your handle was uh, Pontiflex yeah. I always remember that handle <laughs> fondly I, I used to have a lot of them. Uh, Norbit fan was also a pretty good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I mean, you had some good Insta ones too that you've cycled through too. Yeah, BuzzFeed Saudi Arabia. That was a that's, that's a, a personal classic. classic. Shout yeah. out to our one Saudi Arabian <laughs> listener. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Uh, we do it for you. We do it for you, um, Nathan. What, what's going on tonight, dude? Not very much. Uh, I just logged off uh, a day at the Warzone factory. Hell yeah. Um, 
getting some kills in. I've been playing recently like real Rambo mode, like going up to the edge of the map, just hiding out in the hills, nice. not firing any bullets, just survive, pure survival. <laughs> Dude, since, since they added the train to Warzone, I've just been trying to do stupid ass action movie shit and die early in games now. When I play solos, it's just like get a fucking car, try and jump it over the train or like land on the train and shoot people from there and it's easy to get killed, but man, isn't it cool to just be playing video games and it feels like a movie? <laughs> that's what I, I mean, that's honestly like why I submit myself to Call of Duty is because I feel like more than any other game, it just has that like set piece potential. Yeah. Uh, you know, people used to do that shit with Grand Theft Auto, but I feel like now like doing that in a battle royale game is, is where it's at. Just yeah, exactly. Hijinks and shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> now, I remember the, the Grand Theft Auto online servers. I have some great memories of those. You know, for four, when that one was popping, me and my high school friends over Xbox Live were going crazy at the airport 24-7. <laughs> and my other Grand Theft Auto online anecdote is that Space Ghost per Perp used to... Yeah. Space Ghost Perp used to uh, stream like him in the GTA 3 online mod for PC because uh, that was a that had like a or no it was oh a GTA San Andreas mod for PC which had like its own little community in the early 2010s because <laughs> I think back then that was the only Grand Theft Auto Online really uh and uh yeah so that's a that's a great little piece of internet rap history yeah my my mom wouldn't let me play Damn. GTA. Damn. When I was like 12, that really pissed me off. <laughs> you ever play it? No, I mean, no, not really. Damn. He's a peaceful person. Yeah, yeah no, I'm You're like, not like a gamer, are no, you? No, I'm, I'm like, I'm a Nintendo gamer. Okay. That's why I've been oh, getting into He likes games for girls. Fucking baby mode I just like simple puzzles, man. That's yeah. what I'm after. I just like, uh, I want, I, I do gaming respectfully, <laughs> privately, alone, in the comfort of my home. I lock the bedroom door, smoke a little bowl, and then it's all set. I, I'm ready to game. Yeah. Uh, the, the listeners of the pod have seen me go into gaming mode slowly over the course of the podcast, where we might just be playing two games a week from now. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been playing a PGA golf tour on oh. my phone a lot, where yeah. I'm actually pretty good at it now, and... Uh, so I've been spending a lot of time on that. Yeah, people in the Discord know on the, the gaming channel, Malcolm's posting sick golf clips on there. <laughs> <laughs> need to get my golf screenshot fixed. You know? I know. We need to go. I think like uh, because it's like the the how you get into cinema and you know after a few years you experiment you see what's beyond the pop and you get into slow cinema you know and then once i get into slow gaming mode like when i'm just playing euro truck simulator all day <laughs> it's over like, no more movies at all i tw uh, was, was tweeting yesterday about how i want to play like an airport simulator and somebody replied with a screenshot of an actual like luggage simulator <laughs> where you're like belt. organizing luggage onto different conveyor belts. Oh my god. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I wanted to give a shout out to Nate Fisher because I remember he tweeted this, I don't know, long time ago, but that he wanted to uh, he wanted to umpire a baseball umpire simulator <laughs> where you could call balls and strikes and I've wanted it ever since. I thought I think that, that would be the so best sick. fucking game ever. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> uh, Nathan, you got any projects in the pipeline you want to you want to warn the extended clip <laughs> listeners about? Any anything you want to plug? Um 
Not really. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but we do have a we do have a new hotbox episode that like is in the works. Uh, but hopefully, maybe should be coming out in the next week or two about. Uh, movies about television. Oh, we're uh, gonna do a couple first of those. Official announcement, yeah, of the of the episode topic, first reveal, exclusive for the extended clip crowd. Hell yeah! And uh, so, Nathan, I mean, when are you so gonna come back on the pod fucking, too? You gotta, you gotta dude, uh, get back on extended clip anytime. Hell yeah! We're gonna do I some mean, television I now, soon. I have this idea in my head that I like want to make you guys watch a Roberto Benigni movie. <laughs> <laughs> I but like I it. don't know what to pair it with. I think the problem masochism is like the cornerstone of any good friendship, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you submit yourself to things together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know that. It seems like he made a nice, charming little Holocaust film that we could all enjoy. Maybe you guys are being a little too cynical <laughs> about this. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's something there. I don't really. Now that I think about it, I don't know why we were all so shocked about Jojo Rabbit when it's like time is cyclical. Life yeah. is beautiful. Happen. Yeah. We're well, gonna have dude. another one of these in twenty years. It's no big deal. It'll include whatever atrocity happens between now and then. You know, it's gonna be a nine eleven. Jojo yeah. Rabbit. Read the Mike D'Angelo defense of Life is Beautiful. No, <laughs> but I. You know what I'm doing? I'm pulling it, it up right now. Yeah, I don't read uh, much of yeah, what he writes. It is in depth. This man went the fuck in. Like, oh, that's so this funny. Is not just a like a. This is not just a letter block box blurb. Like this man really went to bat for Life is Beautiful. Uh, it captured the imagination of a lot of people. Poker player Mike D'Angelo. Yeah, you know I and, I used to. I'm some critic. I used to bag on Mike D'Angelo for having like a weirdly specific. Uh, criteria for what makes a movie good and for saying the n-word in a review of he got game quoting a CeeLo green song and for going to bat over the stupidest things ever on twitter and for generally being a gatekeeping type personality but i do have to respect him for his poker hustle <laughs> yeah i do respect the hustler you know, I know. I, ice t tweeted something uh uh, a couple days ago, I think the you know I think he said the the resting hustler is an illusion. A real hustler is always on his grind, and that Jeez. you know Mike Mike Dan D'Angelo is you know he's a perfect you know you think he's a resting hustler, but meanwhile he's making all this online poker money. You know what I mean? It it is like that is very respectable. I do like that about him. I mean, him. he's also like a Los Angeles film on. critic who writes for a lo a Las Vegas Weekly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jackpot, dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they should have made uncut gems about Mike D'Angelo. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, give me a six-way parley. I need a 63 or above on the new Lars von Trier. I need an 82 or lower on the new Greta Gerwig. All right, Nathan, we got another call coming in. Thank you so much. Everybody, yeah. listen to Hotbox the Cinema if you don't, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> have a good night, man. Extended clip. You are on the air. Caller, who is this? Hey, boys. My name's Jackson, calling from the Bay Area. Jackson from the Bay Area. Is this JKM? This is JKM. What up, what up? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing okay. I ate a Reuben for dinner. How you guys doing? Oh, my Hell sandwich yes. game doesn't even compare. JT, Respect to a Reuben. JT <laughs> wa watched me make a very Frankensteinian <laughs> sandwich earlier. <laughs> 
you ever you ever make a grilled cheese with string cheese that you like pull apart like you're eating wow. the string cheese pulling it apart i i did that and i threw oh, some no. pepperonis in there too <laughs> that sounds good that sounds like good eating and i also threw some mexican shredded cheese as well Ooh, yeah okay. oh, that's a little homemade pizza <laughs> <laughs> that's i quite literally said to jt that i was going pizza mode <laughs> <laughs> i uh what do you call it i'm i'm a i'm a big fan of discounts and i try to find restaurants that are offering takeout discounts mm-hmm. and i found this one place seven dollars off how could i refuse that <laughs> and uh <laughs> And so I, I had a Thanksgiving sandwich today, and it was very strange to eat Thanksgiving food in the middle of the summertime in yeah. my like apartment that doesn't have air conditioning, just like sweating. <laughs> oh it, it, it felt weird. It, it was a shock to the taste buds, but I, I enjoyed it. And just it was... like all the Thanksgivings with grandma. Exactly. <laughs> you have any Thanksgiving memories you want to tell us about, Jackson? <laughs> Any Thanksgiving? Nah, we would sometimes go to like some neighbor's house, and I, I didn't really know him. Um, it's actually kind of strange. So it got a little honest. weird in the later years. Yeah, yeah, it was like a family friends thing. Yeah, uh, I, one I, of the other kids, uh, like, just only ate a roll, and I, I was like, "What's up with that?" Thanksgiving. I, I definitely had one of those Thanksgivings when I was like, "I don't eat turkey. That's gross," and I just didn't know what I was talking about classic kid behavior <laughs> then we're killing oh, kids, no. kids, kids like, fucking love carbs like, like an idiot 17. weird wait what was that i'm sorry this kid was like 17 oh yeah that is fucking I'd weird i've seen him eat before in prior years yeah Dang. we we don't need to relitigate the picky eater discourse from twitter though <laughs> yeah that's a bit yeah it's a bit ableist making fun of that guy um, um, other than ableism, no, uh, you got anything else getting your goat? Lately? Yeah, what's, what the fuck is pissing you off? Yeah. Let us know. What's Let everyone know. I know I'm angry. What's Sound making off. you angry? What's go? I mean, I came in here with a question, and it is kind of pissing me off. Okay, really grinding my gears, as nice. Peter Griffin would say. Uh, I want some updates on JT's pencil mustache oh did it go away away? and i also want some takes from the other boys on the mustache okay well jt you explain yourself first um yeah no i'm not going mustache mode at the moment i'm going like i probably like a week of not shaving just out of laziness um i think i might go pencil thin again some point soon i need to i like i want to do like a comedy short that like i want to like act in as well nico and i have been watching a lot or i mean well i've been taking in cursory from nico but Mm -hmm. i watched a keaton short and i want to do something that's like kind of silent comedy yeah and you need like you need the goofy facial hair as well the goofy facial hair i'm rocking a very long quarantine uh facial hair setup right now that i need to trim like my oh got a nice on mic burp for the live feed uh got uh uh, my mustache is going into my mouth and I'm eating mustache <laughs> hair, so I'm going to trim my facial hair for the first time in my life. I'm looking forward to it, but I think I'm going to end up with a porny looking mustache. That's sick. Yeah. That's sick. I'm, me personally, um, unfortunately, I have I do have to say this. I am the lowest team member of Extended Clip, and I know <laughs> I know this shocks the viewers. This shocks the viewers. But Let like, us not forget yeah. the time that I thought you were going to hit me on mic <laughs> once. <laughs> that is true. I did. I, I accidentally just threw like me stretching like a like a fucking ape. Like uh, Eddie thought I was going to punch him, and you know what? Maybe I was. But uh, um, no, I can't grow facial hair. Actually, I think in the video 
um, that was released on the extended clip Twitter. You could see a nice neck beard I have going on there. <laughs> and uh, it's it's returned back just because, yeah, I'm lazy and I, d- I don't shave. But, you know, school's starting back up soon, so maybe I'll have a reason to take care of myself, you know, and shave that. So. Wait, your school's not in person, though, right? I, yeah, you still have to get on cam. You still have to cam boy up. You know what I mean? That's true. Got to make cam true. appearances. Are you getting on cam this semester, Jackson? Nah, I don't have school anymore. I'm done. Hell yeah. Up. Hell yeah. <laughs> no more semesters for me. That's what's Maybe up. I'll go to grad school. I've been thinking about it, but yeah, no, that's, it's, that's a commitment. It's a big commitment. I waited a few years before even applying, but uh, you know, uh, whatever. What, what are you going to do? Talk about grad school on a podcast? Get out of here. <laughs> no. Ruining our blue collar mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jackson, you got any facial hair? <laughs> yeah, what about you? What are you rocking yeah, these days? I- yeah, so I had a beard uh, right before all this, and right when lockdown started, I uh, did some mutton chops, and I moved home for a bit. Nice. Freaked my mom out. Hell yeah. Uh, now, right now, I'm doing some sideburns and a mustache, and I'm just kind of letting those keep going, just trying Damn. to have fun with it. Sideburns, mustache. Just, I haven't like gotten a haircut in a while. Yeah, I also have Oh, not. yeah. My I hair like is getting... Working. I feel like all three of us yeah. is like the longest hair any of us have had while we've done the pod together. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready to getting go... Getting on our hippie shit. I'm going long hair mode. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. wait till it gets down to my shoulders, get it cut then. Look, man, the 60s, there was a lot going on back then. <laughs> I'm not going to say it was a better time, but it was a freer time. <laughs> I got I got like a... <laughs> For some. <laughs> I got like a Geico caveman look going on right now with my hair. Yeah, a real Nick Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Kroll Industries. Google Jackson, that. Jackson, you ever see that Geico Caveman show that Nick Kroll was in? No, I just know the Geico Caveman commercial. Nick Kroll was in that. So there was a there was a TV show that like uh, was basically it wasn't like a built in ad for Geico necessarily, but it was like you put two and two together, and it's the Geico Caveman, and uh, that would advertise on the show a lot. But it was just called The Cavemen, and it was like a fish out of water comedy, like a sitcom, and Nick Kroll was one of the cavemen. Yeah, I think it got canceled Jeez. before its first season even finished deserved it sounds like yeah what about what about about, a tv um, corner what have you been watching jackson (laughs) what have i even been watching i watched jack at the movie last night uh, for the first time hell yeah i had a great time with it i honestly have trouble with the puking but everything else i'm like all in on puking i just you know and that's a me problem that's not a movie problem you know oh Uh, what really got me though was the um when they do the paper cuts in between the toes and fingers. Yeah, that's that, the uh, that's the one thing I can't handle. Like yeah. I could I could take puke all day. In fact, give me more of it. But uh, anything like cuts, knife going into the skin, I'm like I get a little squeamish. Yeah, not gonna lie. No, the paper yeah. cuts are worse than stabbing in movies for sure. True, yeah. Like that is so harsh. Yeah, uh, I like when you take some crap in the display like, toilet. Classic. Yeah. It's like I, I didn't even imagine that was a sensation that I could feel before. And yeah. it just like activated a whole new pain fat like <laughs> Damn, this is the second time during our call in segment that JT has left the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes you gotta handle business, man. And sometimes business happens outside of the studio. My man is going inside and outside. Look, man, I get it. <laughs> JT, defend yourself on air for leaving the talk show twice. I'm sorry, it's a fucking pee. I've been drinking a lot of wine. <laughs> well, Eddie brought it up. I don't really. Care. Uh, uh, I didn't bring Eddie. it up. One of our callers brought it up. <laughs> We've cycled through three callers since you've been away. Who's on the horn now? No, it's still Jackson. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, notice the good Jackson Murphy in film criticism. 
<laughs> oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> you should approach uh, LCJ yeah, with that. Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like Have a, you ever tried to like uh, level with him one to one, just like between Jackson Murphy's? Like, what's up? I don't even know if we even want to ever meet the guy, man. You I'm should. You should get a podcast where the both of you <laughs> have the like, same name. He'd be into that, Matt. You should pretend like to be his cousin. The end of Southland Tales, where the two uh, Sean William Scott twins meet. I just think oh, the yeah. world would end or something. It's <laughs> not meant to meet up. Yeah, it would definitely reveal something deeper at work. Some sort of uh, Twin Peaks season three tulpa type thing. Uh, Malcolm gave a confused look at Jose. The tulpa, I will explain. Um, no, I'm just joking. I, I I kind of feel like since me and LCJ are the same age, I kind of feel like, you know, he's like the success story, and I'm I'm you know I'm in the gutter. I'm 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 away, you know, with the rest of us, just a normal old Joe. We're clawing our way up, though. He's exactly. The elite. Yeah. He's what you have to take down. Yeah. Um, okay, I think, let's see if we have time for one more call, and then I want to start the main, we still have a main feed podcast to do tonight. Uh, le, uh, oh you, my god. Do you, do you have anything, <laughs> any other questions for us that you wanted to ask, Jackson? No, boys, I don't want to take up too much of your time, just want to say I love the show, and you guys have been a tonic the past few months, and oh, just keep thank doing you. the good work, I'm happy to listen. I'm so glad to hear that, I, I was just telling them about how I thought the pod was worse lately, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. He's pretty mean about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they, the, the listeners don't see how I talk about the pod to our other hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, have a good night, Jackson. Hey, you too. All right. Um, yeah, so like through that, we had three or four people that didn't get through. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sorry to those people. Maybe one of them will call. I said one more call on Discord. Let's see if someone does it. Yeah, we can hang. Step up to the plate. What do you guys think about this? This was fun, right? This, this was, was great. a lot of fun. I love talking to the people. You know? I think I, well, let's fuck two movies. Let's just do let's just do a talk <laughs> radio a show talk on Twitter. Radio. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be pretty fun. But I think it's also obviously the the novelty of it. I think is why all the people that would call in did call. In. True. I want I want this to become like the you know the the pulse of film Twitter where people just come in complain. Yeah, creates the discourse for the day. I want to be the Daily Show. I want to be John Stewart. <laughs> I want to be the Daily Show. <laughs> I want to be the Daily Show. <laughs> either either way, whatever makes more money. Yeah. yeah. I want to be. Jo- I want to make rose water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do a little transition here into the main feed, and I'm just gonna call Roger right now, and we'll end the patron episode with a little bit of the sweet dulcet tones of our guest for the main feed episode. Roger Carno. Interesting. I like it. Let's see how this works. <laughs> Hey, what's up, buddy? Roger, you're on the air on the extended clip bonus feed talk show. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? I wanted to call in, but thought that would be too much Roger. So I was like, all right, next time. I don't think there's such a thing as too much Roger. I've known the guy for a few years and uh, a few years. I've known you longer than almost (laughs) anyone I know. Probably (laughs) 10 years. What'd you say? Probably like 10 years. Uh, let's just not do the math and say yes. Uh, Roger's yeah. an old friend of mine. We'll intro him again on the main feed, though. But uh, h- how you doing? What's up? I'm good. I'm just sitting here fucking twiddling my goddamn thumbs waiting for the main episode. <laughs> you know, and then I, I get this call. Turns out you guys don't know 
you guys are kind of twiddling your thumbs too if you're calling me <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we had quite a few callers but it did kind of die down at the end there but it yeah. was nice we had a nice longer relaxed call with jackson uh to ooh, uh uh, almost broke my whole setup there. <laughs> uh, had a nice relaxed call to counter the uh, the manic uh, drive time energy of the first 20 minutes. Yeah, just telling everyone to go fuck themselves. They're back. fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like, just pumping and dump them. Yeah, I'm, I'm gomping like Sharpling over yeah. here. <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I, the first guy I called in, I told him to take his thumb and sit on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I watched a I watched a couple movies beyond the two for the episode this week. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched um, the Heartbreak Kid for the first time over the weekend, and oh my god, that movie's so funny. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, and there's definitely a lot of similar gestures in Grodin's performance in those. Yeah, I watched it without realizing that Grodin was a. Uh... It, you know, it's like I kind of totally watched it blind, and uh, yeah, you know, not knowing that he was in that and uh, Clifford. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. that was so actually uh, a little peek behind the curtain. That's originally the double feature I was going to do on the uh, the Sleezoids podcast, Josh Lewis's podcast, but uh, I changed my mind. We're doing Clifford on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, also, Roger, this is a IMDb level trivia fact, but it will blow your damn mind uh, because you know the 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 woman that Charles Grodin marries, uh, Jeannie Berlin, the actress. That's Elaine May's daughter. Oh, okay. It didn't really <laughs> blow your mind. Yeah, it's pretty believable yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it reminded me of Elaine May a lot. Well, she, she directed May. it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of IMDb trivia. Elaine May directed the Heartbreak Kid, <laughs> director of many movies. You know this. Uh, uh, you know this. There was a remake of the film starring Ben Stiller. Yeah, I heard about that one. Yep, we did it. I like um, it a lot. Yeah, we talked about. All right, let's just fucking end this. <laughs> oh man, there was one time I like, I, um, and like. Uh, there's like a fire, like just like feet away from like uh my house. Like there was uh I don't know some like fucking auto center went up in smoke. Oh my god! And it was uh not pretty cool. <laughs> I was like, this uh, seems alarming, but it never like it didn't travel too far. Uh, who is this on the line? Sorry, I didn't have my headphones on. That's all right. My name's Laura. Oh hey, um, sorry you called. Like, uh, we we just finished the call-in segment, but now we just hit record again because we forgot to make one more call. Uh, we we really did not plan this in advance very much because I I promised my friend I would call him, and then we ended the pod. So then uh, I forgot. But uh, what's what's up, Laura? How you doing? Doing good. New fan of the podcast. Uh, I I showed my boyfriend. Uh, the podcast while we were on a on a road trip uh, last week and and they enjoyed it as well. Oh hell yeah! Nice. Where where were y'all road tripping to? We were going we were going upstate, a little getaway, you nice. know. Nice. Um, we're in New York City. Oh okay. So you know everything everything figuratively on fire, not literally like in <laughs> yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be talking to a fellow well, coastal we- elite. <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel good makes well, me feel know, comfortable I'm born and raised in la oh hell yeah 
all right well thank you so much for calling in the last minute of that or so is on pod uh we do really have to wrap up right now though but thank all you so right. much no, for calling no, no. in it's all good yeah thanks for listening it's all good yeah thanks so much for listening spread the word later <laughs> later all right, I'm going to text Roger and call Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pod podcast fans out there, we, we finished recording the pod. I forgot to get a hold of Rob Franco. We call him right now. What episode is this? This Are is we still, still the... Still oh, the... we're rolling again on the Patreon. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mixed the Patreon episode, and then now I'm going to add Rob's call to the end of it. And Laura's call. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. that was sweet. <laughs> Bringing couples together. Yeah. That is true. Most of our listeners are famously incels. Yes. <laughs> Single <laughs> loners just listening to the podcast, sharpening knives, yeah, exactly. putting bullets in their guns. Hey oh, there. Uh, Robert Franco. Um, oh, can't get to the phone right now, but um, call me back later. Okay. So, so we hang up for a loyal tone, listener. Please record or we hang your up message. on a loyal listener, <laughs> when rather. When you recording, you may hang up. This fucking cuck, Robert Franco. I like I his, I like his, his goddamn by way, phone. By the way, yeah, we already hung up on Roger, who's on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's just waiting while we're doing this. Ro- Rob, what, what, what's up, man? You, you didn't call in in time? Yeah, I like I like his uh, very formal like. Oh, I didn't get to the phone right now. No, we're now. leaving a voicemail if you want to say something oh. to him. Oh shit! Oh, uh, Rob, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you're on notice. You're on watch. You know, around here, on the internet, there's shot callers and there are people who follow, man. And we're calling the shots now. <laughs> you better call us back. <laughs> well, not right now though, because we're gonna record the main feed episode now. We love you, Rob. We uh, can call him at the. En- we can get him in at the end of the main feed, maybe. Yeah, sure. But I want to upload this Patreon episode right now. Cool. Okay. Bye, Robert. <laughs> that could be a good little preview though too if we call rob at the end and be like we did a lot of this on the patreon yeah like, okay goodbye patreon